T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's Lowe's now and Ray. They start hammering away at each other. Lowe's and Ray winding up and trying to get punches on. Separate Ray got his shirt off as per usual, trying to work in there and firing the right in, pounding away at Lowe's and driving him down to the ice. And the linesmen jump in and Ray claims victory. He's hanging on to the crossbar and here comes Shields. Shields says, Oh no, you don't. But I want to get a little piece of this action and Shields wants snow. Stone Shields, and here they go! Now coming across the ice was May! Stone and Shields, the linesman trying to get them apart, and they want to go! Here they go! Shields firing punches at Kurt Stone! They're on the right in front of the bench! Shields and Stone going at it! And everybody else is grappling, and this crowd is going bananas! Now the Flyers will pick it up and bring it back. I could just do that all day. <laughs> what do you need me for? <laughs> Brian Mazarowski here with you on WBEN. Thanks for hanging out with me uh, here for the next hour or so uh, to uh, yeah, bring you home on a Friday, bring you to work, I guess. No one outside. What is going on? Um, yeah, I, that right there. Come on. That's the soundtrack of my youth. I mean, that's basically it, Right. That's the soundtrack, and yes, for the person who uh, texted in, can I just play RJ Calls for the whole... I could. I would. (laughs) Don't think I'm allowed to for the whole hour, but I could. I would do that for the whole hour. I mean, like that and the Ramones, I mean, like that's... what, What two things did I hear more growing up? Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Uh, you know, the Sabres are putting, and I got to give them credit because that is not something I would have thought of. They're raising a banner for Rick Jenneret tonight as he prepares to call his final games. He's only got about five left before he retires. Uh, after 50 years of calling games for the Buffalo Sabres, being the voice, the soundtrack of the Sabres, every big Sabres moment, every Sabres memory you have, He's the one narrating it. He's the one in the background. What does that mean to you? And where do you put Rick Jenneret? 
in terms of those notable Buffalo figures. Because I, I don't know. He's got to be up there. And I don't know if you want to call it like the Buffalo Mount Rushmore or just the influential Buffalonians. Or maybe it's, maybe he's more topping the list of meaningful Western New Yorkers, right? That, you know, everything he's done kind of means something to you. Who compares to Rick Jenneret? 803-0930 to join me this morning. 803-0930 on uh, what RG9. What, I mean, well, let's have at it. All of it. Your favorite call? I, you know, I'm getting a lot. Top shelf for Mama Hides the Cookies. You can't, you can't beat stuff like that. And we'll play, we'll play that one for you, too. I mean, that's happened over and over again, but I've got a good one cooked up of those to reminisce a little bit about Rick Jenneret. I think it's great what the Sabres are doing. I would not have thought, you know, to, to raise a banner for him. I don't think anyone deserves it more than Rick Jenneret. I mean, really. You look at the banners that are up there. I mean, first off, I'm a little bit um, – I'm very conservative when it comes to that kind of stuff as it is. I would look up into the rafters at KeyBank Center, and I'm the type of person who would say there's too many banners up there. For what – for, you know, listen, I love the Sabres, I, but for a team that we have not reached that part yet, we have not won a Stanley Cup, to have as many retired numbers and banners hanging as we do is a little, you know. I'm glad. I hope Rick Jenneret goes up uh, next to Hashik. Next to Gilbert and not next to uh, Labatt um, on that side of the arena. But I, I, I'm the type of person who would say there's too many banners. There should be less banners. Because that's like the most significant thing that you can do. I mean, that's, that is turned into more so than the Hall of Fame. I mean, putting a banner up in the rafters, that's the highest honor that you can get. Think about it this way. There's 131 retired numbers across the National Hockey League. There's over 400 people who have been inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame. You know, people look at the Hall of Fame like that's the big honor. There's over 400 people in the Hall of Fame. There's only 131 retired numbers up there. I mean, I think that is... That should be reserved for the best of the best. That's saying you're so important, nobody is ever going to wear that number for this team again because you accomplished so much or you were so good. To me, for the Sabres, that's two people. That's Gilbert. He's the original Sabre. I mean, he set the record. I mean, he laid the foundation for this team. And it's Dominic Hasek, who is the greatest goalie to ever play the game. Probably the greatest saver ever. And it's Rick Jenneret, who I think deserves it more. He means as much to the team, he means as much to Buffalo as anybody who's skated uh, in that arena before. 
He's the soundtrack to the entire team. I mean, so much more than the voice of the Sabres. He's the voice of all those memories. I mean, come on. Hashik was the greatest goalie. He didn't need Generet to put him over the top. But then you had this. Hashik with a miraculous save! Do you believe? Oh, brother, we are not worthy! And let's be honest. When you have that, I mean, that puts him over the top. Hashik's doing all these amazing things in the net. But then the soundtrack to it is somebody losing their mind over what they're seeing in front of them. That that kind of adds to the lore of it a little bit. I think so, at least. Brad May, Mayday, Mayday. Bring it up to LaFontaine. He gets tripped up, gets it to May, and over the line. He's May going in on goal. He shoots. He's The goal itself was an incredible moment for the Buffalo Sabres. Finally getting that needed playoff win, right? Doing it over the Bruins, that team that was standing in their way for so many years. And it it was incredible. I mean, the play itself, going through Ray Bork, who, by the way, Ray Bork, for as much as everybody... Uh, says how great he is. The only highlights I ever see of Ray Bork are of him just getting uh, deked out of his skates. Whether it's Brad May or Mario Lemieux, just uh, he's getting uh, dangled out there. But the play was amazing. Now, I, I'm coming uh, at this from a 32-year-old. I was three years old when that happened, so I was not watching the game. I was... I don't know the history that leads up to that moment, to that goal, what it means to the team and the city. But I'm sitting here now. I, of course, know the goal. Would I know the goal if it wasn't for Rick Jenneret? Even with how big it was, how important it was, how unlikely it was at the time, would I know Brad May scored that goal without Mayday, Mayday, Mayday? He turned that into from a memorable moment to a, a, a something that nobody will ever forget. It, it goes from a memorable moment to this cornerstone of Buffalo sports history because of the guy behind the microphone. He's been with the team longer than anyone. 50 years. I say that a lot about fans. So, and, you know, you'll have a group of people when you talk about a team and uh, anytime I – I talk about a game or something and I say, you know, oh, we, we won or, you know, we really uh, did that to them. And you'll have those people go, oh, we, you're not on the team. <laughs> I go, yeah, we I'm like, no, no, I don't wear a Jersey and skate on the ice, but in general, yeah, we, because it means a heck of a lot more to me than it does to any of the players out there. Because guess what? Well, players come and go. I'm here. And I've been here since I was a little kid, and I'll be here for forever. And they're going to be my team. 
for what's the average life expectancy? 75 years. Or, you know, it, they'll be here for me. So, yeah, we. And for Rick Jenneret, I mean, he's that we. He is the more so than the players who come and go, more so than anybody else. He deserves to be up there in the rafters. Where does he rank for you? 803-0930, A lot of you chiming in on our text board. Give me a call, too, 803-0930. I, I'm struggling to think of, and I think a lot of people might go back to Irv, right? Irv was that guy in Buffalo and Western New York for a long time who he was just kind of, he was the face, he was the voice, he was where you got your news from. That he he was a little bit, he was bigger than the job. I mean, he mattered in Western New York. I mean, Jenneret to me, I mean, Van Miller would be up there. I, you know, it's tough to get your mind to go away from, you know, people who are behind a microphone or broadcasting. I mean, there is a certain relationship that you have when you spend so much time listening to one person. I mean, I'm a kid. I used to fall asleep listening to Rick Jenneret call Sabres games on the radio. I mean, that voice, uh, you, you hear it so often, so often. Uh, is there anybody in Buffalo history that matches that? I was thinking, like, I don't, I don't really know Jimmy Griffin. I, it, it, it's almost exclusively broadcasters. <laughs> I mean, really, I'm not trying to toot our own horns here, but it is Rick Jenneret. It is Irv Weinstein. It is Sandy Beach. I, I mean, these are the people who become more than just a face you see on TV, more than just, you know, someone you know about. They're in your living room. They're living with you through these moments. They're they're helping you take. Uh, they're. It's like you're a friend, right? Even if you don't communicate with them, you know, side by side, back and forth all the time. They're bringing the energy into your living room as if, you know, they're your friend. And, you know, for Sandy, that was about, you know, whatever you're talking about that day. For Rick Jenneret, for Van Miller, that's when you're watching the game. You know, especially RJ. You could tell that, you know, he's he's giving you the same emotion that you have. I, I mean, when you're when you're there. He's got, I mean, his voice on the call. It's exactly how you would sound when it happened, and and there's something there's something special about that. Barnaby runs into his own man, but Groshik's got it on the wall. Got it in front, back and scores. Curtis Brown, top shelf for Mama Hines, the cookies. Brown salts that one away, and Buffalo strikes for a one nothing lead. Top shelf for Mama. I mean, you know, look at. That's how you felt. You were you were looking for somebody to 
you know, you're looking for somebody to have the same feeling that you did. It's not the same as, and, you know, no offense to everybody who's calling games now, but it's not the same as if you're listening to some of these other broadcasters when it's your hometown team and you're excited about a big goal and, you know, to them, they're, they're calling it the same way they call everything else. You know, if there's no emotion in the voice. And, you know, Jennerette brought that. I, that's why he's so special. That's, I, that's why people love him. He had a personality and he wasn't afraid to show it off. And I do have a little theory about that. You know, we were talking with uh, another longtime broadcaster this morning, Pete Weber, who's uh, going to be in the arena tonight. Uh, not just for Arche, but he's also uh, the voice of the Nashville Predators, and he's a Buffalo guy himself. Uh, but, you know, I was trying to get to the bottom because I remember, you know, going through what they teach you in uh, college when you're there, how to call games, you know, what you're supposed to do in a broadcast. And they want you to be down the middle and they, you know, kind of want to take the personality out of it. You know, you're supposed to be descriptive, not so much entertaining as informative. And that's what I hear a lot of right now. And I think people are hearing that. And then you bring into this, this uh, instant feedback media that we live in, right? Where when Rick Jenneret was starting out, he didn't have up on a screen... All these tweets about, you know, however he was calling the game. He didn't have, you know, everybody who was listening have the ability to, in real time, tell them what what they thought, you know, about the moment. So without that, I think it gives you a little bit of a free range to add a little personality, to use your own judgment and do what you think is good. And a lot of these guys, you know, for my money, and, you know, to kind of illustrate this, for my money, the the last great broadcaster there is in hockey, I don't know all of them, mostly because I can't stay awake uh, late at night anymore to listen to them all. I used to know more. But I love listening to Jack Edwards in Boston. Jack Edwards in Boston is of that same vein. He knows who he's talking to. He's talking to. Boston Bruin fans who want to do nothing but root for the Bruins. And so he talks to them like that. And then he gets crushed on social media and everywhere. They're like, oh, he's the worst. He's such a homer. And I always look at those responses and go like, well, yeah, he he works for the Boston Bruins. He's calling games for Boston Bruins fans who are watching the game. Uh, Of course he's going to be. And you know who loves him? The people he's talking to. But I think like a new generation kind of sees that, sees all the hate that he gets, a guy like that, for having a personality. And they want to stay away from it. They want to avoid the criticism. You know, they don't want a bunch of people down their throat on Twitter every night. accusing them of, oh, you're too, you're rooting too hard for the home team or anything like that. Generette didn't have to worry about that. 
None of these guys who you love so much who had a little bit of swag when they're doing their job, none of these people had to, you know, deal with all that. And I think that kind of gave them the license to to do what they thought was right. And when Rick Jenneret did that, I mean, come on, you, you end up with classic calls, classic moments, and something that, you know, really added a flavor to the game. He's going right in, he shoots, he scores! Alexander the Great! I mean, come on. And you know what? The truth is, if somebody did that today, just starting out, I think they'd kind of be ridiculed for it. But here we love it. We love Rick Jenneret, and no one deserves the honor tonight as much as him. Where does he rank? I mean, what do you what do you think? Uh, Rick Jenneret, uh, I mean, is it Van Miller? Can you think of somebody who's not behind a microphone? Can you think of somebody who's not, you know, in that business of talking directly to you who you have that relationship without being on a personal level with here in Western New York. Let me know. 803-0930 here on WBEM. You're listening to B-Mass and Beamer. He's on the ice now for Buffalo looking for the pass and gets it. And again, oh, couldn't get the shot away. Now he does. He oh. scores! Falling mackerel roll the highlight film. Maxima bit again off. What a move. Buffalo's on the board trailing by one. All right. I think that's the jersey I'm wearing tonight uh, when you go to honor Rick Jenneret. Brian Mazarowski here with you until 10 o'clock. I is... Uh, there's no one better to raise a banner for. It's going to happen tonight at the arena. Is uh, is there anyone that compares in Western New York to Rick Jenneret? You can think of a few names. I'm trying to think of somebody outside of broadcasting, but, I mean, Van Miller, Irv, Sandy Beach. What was that, Jimmy? Bill Mazur. I'm not, I don't think that goes. <laughs> just, I'm just brutally honest with you. I, if, I, if I don't know the name off the top of my head, I've been living here my entire life, um, I, it doesn't quite go. I don't think you can compare to Rick Jenneret and what he's done for 50 years here in uh, Buffalo and Western New York. Uh, we'll go to the phones. Bud, Bud, you're on WBEN. Uh, what's on your mind? I mean, Rick Jenneret being honored by the, the Sabres tonight. You have a favorite RJ memory? Hundred percent, RJ raising the uh, banner for him. Um, the thing, the younger generations today are uh, a bit spoiled. Um, years ago, uh, you would only get the Sabers on television uh, at like the, in the seventies and eighties, early eighties at least, maybe a dozen, maybe fifteen times uh, a season. So you had to listen to the radio um, if you weren't at the game to be able to catch the games. And and RJ was just woven into the fabric of those of us that followed the Sabres, you know, from, from the beginning. I can remember the first game that I went to at the auditorium. Um, I want to say it was like 1974. I might have been 12 or 13 years old. My sister took me. 
And after the game started, about five minutes into it, I turned to her. I said, "Where, where's the announcer? I, 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 what's how, how come how come we're not hearing anything? Yeah, it was that ingrained into your into your mind at that time um, to have uh, the opportunity to follow the game as well as you did because of the way uh, his descriptions of the players and the plays. And I, I sat there and I was befuddled. Bud, I think you bring up uh, an excellent point, and maybe this is why it resonates with me a little bit. Bud, thanks. Um, you know, for following the Sabers when I was a kid, I mean, we didn't for you know most of the time we didn't have you know cable to watch most of the games on you know Empire or wherever they were being shown. So most of following the Sabres along with me was the radio. And I think there is an extra connection because, you know, to an extent now when you're watching the games on TV, you know, we'll have discussions in here, you know, around the newsroom about an announcer on a certain game. I don't, the Sabres played in the outdoor game a few weeks ago and there was a lot of talk about, you know, Gretzky was on the call and, you know, they were telling stories a lot and, uh, you know, there's a bunch of people who didn't really like that. And I was sitting here saying, like, you know what? I, I was actually watching the game, and I, I can't tell you a single thing the announcer said. I wasn't really paying that much attention. I, you know, I'm watching the game. I'm kind of doing my own thing in my head of, you know, what's going on. Whereas when you're listening to the game more, you're not doing your own thing in your head because you can't see what's going on. <laughs> you're, you're relying on somebody else to tell you and convey the emotion and the excitement and and all of that, the full picture. And because, you know, I had that with Rick Jenneret, I think that plays into Van Miller a lot. You know, if you're listening to Van, there's a good chance you're only following on the radio. You know, you might have been in your seats with Van on on the headphones or, you know, turn the TV down, turn the radio up. But, you know, it, it could have just been on the radio. And that gives you a little bit more of a personal connection. When it's just somebody's voice, you're not distracted by something else or you don't have the option to not listen. You know, if you're listening into the game, you, you kind of got to listen to follow along. You're watching the game. I, I mean, what? There's a reason why the volume isn't on every TV at the bar. When you go, it doesn't really need to be. I mean, you can still follow what's going on. You see the score on the bottom of the screen. You're following the play. It doesn't become quite as important. And maybe that's the reason why, that it doesn't compare in, you know, the modern age to what was going on even 20 years ago. You know, even as close by as like the 90s, which is, you know, when I was growing up with RJ and the Sabres. I, it, it doesn't have the same feeling. Uh, 803-0930, a lot of your comments coming in on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Uh, where so, There's a lot of Ted Darlings being mentioned. And, you know, look, even uh, Rick, in talking with WBEN, said, you know, I don't like when people call me the voice of the Sabres. That's Ted Darling. He is the original voice. And, you know, with all due respect, again, it just doesn't compare to... You know, look, I'm 32 years old. I've been following the Sabres for as long as I can remember, which is at least half of their existence. 
And I don't remember listening to Ted Darling ever call anything. <laughs> you know, it's just not part of my life. For Jennerette to have the longevity, I think that's a huge factor, too. You know, the longevity of it that spans generations that, you know, both me and my brother who's 10 years younger than me can know the same calls from the same person. And, you know, so can my father. I mean, that spans generations like that. I mean, that's a very few people. So that's why, you know, Ted Darling, as great as he might have been, it doesn't really have the same impact. Now, I was trying to say, I don't know, is Jimmy Griffin like that guy? But, I mean, the truth is, I wouldn't know. So it doesn't really have the same impact that spans generations. You know, Van did. You know, I still remember Van Miller calling games, and people did for a long time ago, and and there's a lot of Western New York that can recognize that voice. Sandy, you know, right? I mean, that spans generations. His voice, uh, the way he taught, there's a lot of people in Western New York who can remember it, remember it well, relate to him. And, right, it becomes a, a little bit different. Even Irv. You know, Irv is still somebody who I remember. And he retired, what, uh, just before the turn of the century in 2000? was his last uh, newscast. I think it was New Year's Eve in 2000. They, before Y2K turned off all the lights. <laughs> Didn't do that. Just it turned off Irv, off the TV. But even I remember, I think to be at that level, it, you know, because we all have so much family around here, because longevity, I think, matters, it's really special to be the voice that people from different generations can all relate to. And I think that's a really rare thing, too. And, you know, again, I, I try to avoid, I think people in media in general hype up the importance of media more than it actually is. You see that a lot, like, you know, when somebody in broadcasting unfortunately passes away, their obituary is kind of pumped up because of somebody in the media who remembers, who has a close personal relationship with them, obviously meant a lot. Uh, their impact, I think, gets exaggerated a little bit because it's people in media doing that for, you know, people in media. And, you know, it makes sense that that happens. But I don't think this is the case where it really is. It's people who are behind a microphone that can have that impact, that has that, you know, tie that, that bonds a lot of people together. Generet, Sandy, Irv, Van Miller. Is that the Mount Rushmore right there? Of people in Western New York who 
you have listened to your entire life, who you tie moments of your life to, I think that might be. There's When it comes to Jennerette, I you remember moments because of them. You you really do. I, I it comes down to that. There's there's certain things that I think would just completely slip your mind if it was anybody else. Goosebumps. That phrase, that call. No one's remembering that goal in overtime. I mean, you know, I mean, to be honest, I mean, it's a fun moment. You might remember it, but that call makes it stand out. That makes it a part of history in Buffalo and Western New York. The people texting in, uh, don't knock Ted Darling. You're just too. Look, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying to, you know, to say he's on the same level as Rick Jenneret in the collective importance, right? In the cultural importance of Western New York, I think would be inaccurate. And the more I think about it, it has less to do with skill. And that's not a comment on how good he was compared to Rick Jenneret or anything like that. I think a lot of it has to do with longevity. Of course, skill plays in it. I mean, you don't get to be the announcer for 50 years if you're not <laughs> amazing at your job. But I think it's the longevity that plays into it, where you can be people of different generations and all have your individual favorite Rick Jenneret moments. But you're all talking about the same guy, and it's the same call, the same voice that you're all growing up with. I mean, the, our web poll is a good example of that this morning, right? You go to WBEN.com. The Sabres have been running this bracket, which, you know, I think was a little, I might, I should make my own bracket. There were no fights or brawls anywhere in the Sabres bracket. I should make my own of just Rick Jenneret awesome brawl calls. But they have the bracket, you know, best RJ call. What's your favorite? And the two finalists, right, Mayday, and scary good. And those are two different generations. And, you know, everyone I'm listening to this morning says, ah, oh, May Day's the best. And I'm like, well, that's great. Then I'm not going to Maybe it was a better call. I'm not sure. But for me, it's, you know, scary good. May Day happened when, you know, we were talking to Aaron Mankowski. He's like, May Day, May Day. I was like 20-something years old. We were all watching it, freaking out. It was great. For me, it's... Scary good. That was I was 16 years old. We're together with friends. We're all watching it. It was it was amazing. But it's one voice through there, and you just don't find people who have that impact like that. Uh, people texting in, you know. Uh, so who who said this on our text board? That give it. Oh, here we go. In a few years, Josh Allen will be that guy. And look, Josh Allen is loved. Jim Kelly is beloved, you know, Kelly and Thurman. 
And, you know, even if you're not uh, one of the big four, you know, any of the former Bills or Sabres who kind of stuck around here in western New York, all those people are loved. But I don't know if they mean as much as Rick Jenneret. You know, Josh Allen will be loved, but there's going to be Bill's memories before and after Josh Allen that don't involve him at all. I think that's the thing about Rick Jenneret. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's year one, but aside from that, I mean, there's, it's going to be weird next year. There's no Buffalo Sabres memories that don't involve Rick Jenneret. There's Buffalo Sabres memories before and after Dominic Hasek. Right? As important as he is to the team, as you know, the greatest player ever uh, as a Buffalo Sabre, there's still the Sabres before, the Sabres after Hasek, who... You could have not been around with Hashik and, you know, you're still a Sabres fan just the same. There's no before and after Jenneret. He's there the whole time. Whether it's the French connection, whether it's Dominic Hashik, it could be May Day. Whether it's the post-lockout team, Briere and Drury, who else? Or whether it's even the past few years, just like, give me something to, you know, let me enjoy watching this game. There's no before or after Rick Jenneret. If you have a memory that involves the Buffalo Sabres, the chances are Rick Jenneret is a part of that memory, which is a lot of Western New York memories for sure. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's ever going to be duplicated. That sort of impact, of that sort of lasting. I, I will remember. You know, it's a, and it, you could say this about Irv too, and you know, even Van Miller. Van Miller, I mean, so great for so many years, and, and the heyday Bills teams. But you won't, you know, twenty years from now, you won't have a Josh Allen memory associated with Van Miller, right? My, I mentioned my brother's ten years younger than me. You know, when he looks back and remembers these teams, Van Miller won't be a part of those memories. I don't know if you're ever going to replace having somebody who is a part of every single memory for 50 years of a a cornerstone of Western New York. It's just incredible. To all of you, you know, uh, chiming in with some of your favorite um, calls, uh, someone saying that, you know, Fennegenov winning in overtime against the Rangers. Drury tied it with 1.7. A great. I've talked about that one before. That was the night before I took my SATs, and that's how I ended up in a SUNY school instead of uh, somewhere a little bit more. No, just kidding. Um, it was the night before my SAT, though. Someone said May Day, of course. That's great. We've heard that a bunch of times here. Top Shelf. Where Mama hides the cookies. Barnaby runs into his own man, but Groshik's got it on the wall. Got it in front, back and scores! Curtis Brown, top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. Brown salts that one away, and Buffalo strikes for a 1-0 lead. The 
um, memories that you didn't know you had, <laughs> the things that aren't as mem- you know, I'm thinking in recent years when it hasn't been as exciting, but Jennerette's still there. Manic gets it again and brings it right back in for Buffalo. Here's Manic walking in on goal. He scores! Thomas Manic! Oh, my! What a goal! Manic just turned everybody inside out, upside down, up and go! And Buffalo wins it in And this one, you have one of my personal favorites. I say it's every Sabres memory has Jennerette tied to it. You can really not say that about almost anybody else. It's amazing. But there are a few exceptions to that. He's ragged on the I mean, that's a great one. We played the one, my favorite, Rob Ray fight call a little bit earlier. Where, you know, Jennerette is his usual self getting excited during a fight. Ray has his shirt off as per usual. Just throwing that in. I mean, that's one of the all-time great lines. But I'm thinking no goal. Remember, 1999, Brett Hull's foot in the crease. And I don't remember, because that was on national TV, that was maybe one of the few times... You're watching a game without Jennerette's call ingrained in your mind. That's one of maybe the only moments. This would have been true for one of my favorite moments. This might be one of my favorite Sabres games ever. But, again, RJ's call. I mean, this was in an era where you were just getting the ability to go and watch it after the fact on demand with the Internet coming around. Because I was watching this, I don't know if I was watching this on CBC or if it was OLN. But I don't think I heard the call live. I definitely heard it after, and I, I wish I heard it live. Because it, it it gave you, right? It gave you the emotion of the moment. And now the Flyers will pick it up and bring it back. Did you, did you hear that little part where you go, who? It's like almost out of the gut. It's almost like a wrenching. Whoa! You know, like that. You listen to his voice and you can tell what the impact of that hit was. It's like perfectly on display. Amazing. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I can't wait to be in the arena later on tonight. It's it's going to be incredible. And he's going to be missed. It's going to stink to not have that again. You know, like I said, there's a before and after Jim Kelly with the Bills. There's a before and after Van Miller. There's a you know before and after Irv. There hasn't been a before and after Rick Jenneret uh, until the end of this year. It's going to be sad. Thanks for hanging out with me all week. Brian Mazarowski. We'll see you next week on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.